Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, a ministry of Word of Life Church, located in Lesseur, Minnesota. From sermon audio to midweek content and much more, we hope you are blessed by what you hear. For more information or to donate, please visit wordoflifemn.com. Now, enjoy this week's episode. So I was, I was telling uh, I was telling Nick that you, you got a little... Uh... Uh, you know, carpentry project, doing your own little, uh, you know, Joseph thing. Yeah, that's been fun. And of course, I love working with your father-in-law. The learning curve is quite steep for me in some cases, but I, it's just fun to be creative in that way. And, yeah. and that's not something that I've done a lot of in my lifetime, but I'm learning new skills and I just love the, obviously it's real beautiful and it really adds to our that's our right. Christmas so decor. It's a, so it's a backlit nativity, right? It is. Yeah, and that's what intrigued me about it. Kathy and I were visiting our daughter in Texas, and we saw it live in her neighbor's yard, and I thought, you see backlit, but this, the silhouetting and then the nice white satiny material that even yeah. in the daytime, it just pops. It just looks great. It's beautiful, and I thought, what yeah. a great way. And I've been wanting something for so many years. My carolers are, uh, you know, they, they're okay, <laughs> but they don't exactly tell the full Christmas story, so I thought this was better. All right, so which, char- which characters are in that, in that nativity? I'll admit, I was, I was, you know, doing something as I was driving past, you know, I don't know if everybody knows that Jerry is uh, my neighbor. Yes. He's right next door. <laughs> and we're still on speaking. That's right, <laughs> absolutely. Just, no, no. That's, Joe, that's, that's no small feat being no, Jay's no, neighbor. It's no, it's no small feat still being uh, Jay's friend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you asked about the characters. Of course, Joseph and Mary and, and the baby Jesus are at the centerpiece. And then we have a, there's a little lamb. Yeah. And an animal, I would call an ox or a, a cattle of some kind, anyway, a cow. Right. Yeah. And that's the extent of the characters. It's right. a small scene. Small it's a small scene. scene. Keeps it focused on what's really important. Yeah, that's right. It yeah. sure does. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. So, well, we should say this week on the Word of Life podcast, um, as we are in uh, the midst of our midweek Advent series, we are honored, excited to be joined. By Jerry Van Ort. Good to did be I here. Did I say that right? You yeah. did. All right. Well, if you are a native Iowan or a Dutch person, which I'm only half of either of those, but <laughs> you would say Van Ort. If you ask uh, Al Van Raven, it's Van oh, Raven's way. It's Van not, Raven's way. Oh, yeah. You got to yeah. roll that all together. But <laughs> for those of us who were raised in Dutch country, it's yeah, right. Van Ort. Yeah. Well, Jerry, why don't you, it's a great place to start. Tell us a little bit about yourself where you come from, sure. what do you do? Yeah, native Minnesotan, born and raised in the southwestern part of the state, about an hour and a half southwest of, of the sewer area. Okay. Raised on a farm, yeah. uh, five, well, five brothers and one sister, a lot of uh, farming, livestock, dairy. So we were had a, that kind of experience growing up, I guess, with, with a lot of family and a lot of a lot of opportunity to learn things, uh, working and using your hands, and, and being a part of a family. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of my story would be yeah, <laughs> been involved that. in agriculture in one form or fashion. Most of what I've done has had an agricultural component to it. So from sales to, to retail management to livestock operation to other titles or whatever in different companies, but all of it 
centered around something to do with agriculture until I came here in 2000 and let's get this right, four, I joined a company called Russell Associates who designs and develops computer-based training hosting platforms for all kinds of industry needs, right? For training employees as new employees to a product or a technology or whatever. And so we design it and help, in some cases, host it, track their use of it and that type of thing. That's primarily what we do. Yeah. So is that so? That's when you and that's when you, when you so when you moved here, that's when you got connected with Word Life. I did, yeah. In fact, um, I think having dinner with uh, the Scotts, as a matter of fact, and then who was my that then boss? Now he's since deceased. Bill Russell. They were good friends. Bill and his wife and and Gary and Mary Lynn, and they invited us to come along for. We might have. It wasn't Mexican though. I think it was. Uh, Chinese or whatever, and I still remember Bill knew I loved to sing, and he yeah. said he wasn't. He's a Methodist, but he said, "Jerry, he said if you love to, if you love music, and I know a little bit about your background, he said you should check out Word of Life." Well, here's Gary and Mary Lynn right there with us, and it's like, <laughs> "Hey, I think you should do that, right?" Well, so, Gary and Mary Lynn have been a part of Word of Life since oh, the very beginning. Well, a long time. Yeah, yeah. But and, that's uh, quite the recommendation it from, is. Uh, from your boss. Kind of like, I see this as an interest of yours I mean we'd love to have you but yeah. maybe be a good fit over here well Mark Tollefson was there at the time and oh, of course sure. I had no idea of his musical training until I came to a practice for a Christmas cantata and I'm seated right close to Mark and his voice opens up and I thought okay the standards are fairly high here I can see we've got some talent Pastor Mark Pastor Mark has, uh, has yes. some uh, chops yes. absolutely yeah so the guy can sing. Well, the whole family can. That's just really awesome. Very talented group. Yeah. Well, we are gathered, uh, you know, for the midweek Advent, uh, you know, series in uh, the Word of Life podcast, and so we're going to be talking about um, some of the major themes in um, in in Advent. So as we get ready for Christmas, we just thought we'd ask you, like, you know, as we get started, like, what is one of your favorite Christmas memories? Well, as a young boy, we went to a country church about seven, eight miles from our farm. And every Christmas, of course, you're, there was the Christmas Eve service. That was very traditional, I think, all over America. But, and our family was involved in that church. And, and uh, my older brothers, of course, always liked to keep me somewhat in the dark about what really went on. Not just around, they didn't try to do that around the fact that Christ was the Savior, but around other Christmas traditions, such as that there was a Santa Claus. And so traditionally we'd be driving out to the out to the church and they'd say, hey, there's Santa. I just saw him. Oh, you see that, Jerry? Of course, they'd always put me in the middle of the back seat, so I couldn't really see anything anyway. You got you got stuck in the middle, huh? <laughs> but their highlight, and I guess it sort of became my story, whether I wanted it to be or not, had an uncle who passed and had a, a bright fluorescent orange bow tie. So my older brothers lovingly put that on me before the service, put my winter coat over me so my mother could not see me, right? <laughs> so they take me into church, and of course all the classes sit together, so and they keep me facing forward, and mother keeping nice little block between mother's vision and her little boy Jerry, <laughs> the fifth son over there. And so she doesn't realize that I've got this orange bow tie on until I walk up front, the lights go down, the spots come up, 
And there's Jerry with his orange bow tie. Just He doesn't know he's doing anything unusual, but the chuckles are all over. And my mother, of course, is not pleased with her older son. Wow. <laughs> what siblings won't do for each other, especially at the holidays. But they love telling that story. So I've gotten to, I've learned to enjoy it as well. That's, you know? that's good stuff. I mean, when you think about it, you know, just thinking about it like, Family and Christmas oh, and everybody yeah. getting together and you know all sorts yeah. of stuff. It's just a, it's a great time. Those midnight Christmas services, though. I when I was a boy, my grandma was a church organist for hire, ah. um, and so she played at two different churches in Minot at the Methodist Church and at the Congregational Church. Sure. And I, I have a lot of strong memories of tagging along with grandma to the Methodist Church and hearing sure. her play the organ and. Yeah, we just we don't see those as often as as no. we once did. No, no, no. But it was, and it it one of the attractions here, you know, in terms of what makes that tradition is the cantatas that were a part of this mm. church and the community, and and seeing the really I won't say reenactment, but certainly those types of events where you really get immersed into the word and into the music and into yeah. the family and all those things so yeah and that's those are those are great memories too but there's several of those so well awesome. <laughs> well 2020 is a different uh advent mm. this year different going to be lead up to a you know slightly different christmas same message you know right. um and this year as we you know go through the uh, through advent we're going to focus on one Advent theme every week uh, as, as we go through the major themes of hope, peace, joy, love, mm-hmm. and Christ. Uh, the same exact themes that you have if you're lighting your Advent candle or something like that. Right. And, and you, <laughs> you're joining us to talk about peace. Peace, yes. But then you gave me a choice on which is my favorite. That's right. So which is your favorite? <laughs> well, I chose hope. All right. The hope that is represented in Christ's birth and what he has done for us. But to me, there's a there's a direct connection. Without hope, there wouldn't be any peace. <laughs> there you go. Quite frankly, so the hope is what gives us the uh, knowing that Christ came and that he did live amongst us and, and died for us. I think it ties right into the your theme for today, which is peace. So. Amen. We'll be right back to our episode, but first, here's some show and tell. Well, we are having a great conversation, and I appreciate where we're going, but it's time for us to take a time out and interrupt our conversation with show and tell. Show and tell, the the best part of my day. <laughs> and, and Jay, I've got a really special show and tell for you today. Um, it's a couple of devotionals um, from the guys over at The Mockingbird. Dave Zoll and his buddies. Absolutely. These guys, if you are looking for... Uh, like uh, daily resources, their website, um, their videos. They've written a number of stuff. Um, they've also written devotionals. And we are not often quick around here to recommend devotionals. We're not. Um, because I think devotionals can really uh, feel like a to-do list right. instead of a moment of, of grace. Uh they have a tendency to be just kind of 
pithy. Yeah. Or yeah. meaningless drivel. Yeah, exactly. And um, and so we want to recommend good stuff for you. We think this is really good stuff. So what I brought here today is is two different things. They came out with the Mockingbird devotional a couple of years ago. This was recommended okay. to me. Um, been a huge um, blessing in my life. Uh, that sounds like a really Christianese thing to say, but it was. Okay. Um, and then what I brought here now today. That just arrived in the mail. Yeah, is their new devotional called Daily Grace Mockingbird Devotional Volume 2. Um, awesome. Highly recommended. If you are looking for. Um, I, if you're looking for a Christmas gift idea for somebody or you're looking for something for yourself heading into 2021, um, I would highly recommend and we can read it together because this is going to be my devotional for 2021. Um, and my show and tell is saying it, maybe it should be yours too. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, and I, I, I love it because if there's ever a time when we could use not another thing to do on our daily list, but daily grace. Now's, now's the time for it. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. Um, we'll drop some links um, in the description of this episode. Um, they also have like great podcasts. They um, do. Uh, uh, Dave Zoll and um, RJ and Sarah Condon. Um, so we want to do a shout out to them too. And Thank uh, you. Yeah. And let's... Get back to the episode. Well, we um, as we go through the podcast, we're we're going to take a look at the ver the verses for each week as well. Mm -hmm. So the verses for this week are from the Gospel of Luke. Uh, they're in Luke one twenty six to thirty eight, and I uh, just thought we'd we'd read these verses before we start, you know, discussing the theme of peace. Reading in Jesus' name because it's God's word, not mine. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Well, we asked Jared um, 
how he would react if an angel popped into work, you know, if, uh, you know, or something like that. Uh, So how would you react if an angel visited you when you were a teenager? I'll admit, I've never thought of teenage Jerry before. Uh, So I thought this would be a pretty interesting question. How would you react if an angel appeared to teenage Jerry? I would say Jerry would have been fearful (laughs) that all of his, uh, shall we say, ill-advised actions and decisions were coming back to roost. (laughs) And the angel was there to do one of two things, condemn me to eternal damnation. Oh, no. No, I know. Or or help me see the error in my ways and and guide me to the path that the Lord would have me take. That was the first thing that entered into my mind. Yes, no, I, I, uh, in maybe a little bit more serious note, if you're looking for that, but uh, I think there is just trying to just envisioning what would have occurred, and 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 what Mary um, by giving over her authority on her uh, and giving it completely over to God, saying, I, "I'm your servant. Do yeah. with me what what you will," and and. Certainly, after the angel would have had my attention, I would have been I would have been seeking to know what it what it is the Lord had in mind for my you know for my life and sure. and, uh, uh, and and take me down that path. So, yeah. yeah. Well, he's the angel certainly gets her attention when he uh, you know greets her, saying, "Oh, favored one," and tells her, "The Lord is with you." Uh, when you realize, Jerry, when you realize. That God is thinking of you. And when when God thinks of Jerry, what do you what are you thinking about? Like, what do you think God is thinking about Jerry when God thinks about you? Well, I believe he thinks that uh, even as flawed as as I may be as a sinful person uh, by nature, that he sees who I am and loves me, uh, no matter how I may have uh, honored or not honored in my relationship with him. And he, and he sees someone who he wants to be a child of his uh, and fulfill the mission and what we were asked to do you know, sure. in terms of yeah. our, our mission as, as Christians and believers. And so I, I think he accepts me. He realizes uh, perfection's not only his, it's only his and not mine. And he accepts that but he's also wanting to um, bless me with his righteousness and bless me with his gifts so that I can serve and be a servant to others, right? And yeah. uh, I think that's how he sees me. Yeah. The, um, Luther's, the explanation for Luther's small catechism uh, that, that we use in, in confirmation um, kind of kicks off the whole thing about with the question of like, what are God's thoughts about you? And and right in there, it says that um, that God's thoughts about us are love and blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We uh, um, we so often, I think, because of our own sinfulness, we tend to skip over that one. Or like, oh, I mean, maybe that's God's thoughts about like <laughs> like a good person, but like, man, I'm a, when I screw up, that's not what. <laughs> No, yeah, Luther uh, kicks it off exactly how how you're saying here, Jerry. Yeah, well, and and the fact that we that I believe that he walks, you know, with us, um, that there's that constant uh, presence, you know, regardless of whether 
we're always welcoming it at a certain moment in time when we're being less than than the person we'd like to be, but we know he's there and we know he's guiding and we know he's there to listen and to respond to our needs. Or, yeah. My dad had a really good friend in Iowa. Um, they're, they're still friends. Uh, neat, neat guy. And uh, they, my, my dad used to go to the McDonald's in DeWitt all the time. There was this group of guys that got together almost every morning to grab coffee and stuff like that. My dad was there on a very regular basis. And um, my dad repeatedly, you know, invited them out, uh, you know, to join us for worship. And one of the guys in particular who we became good friends with, mm-hmm. um, you know, said, oh, no, I, I could never do that, you know. God would probably, you know, strike the building down with lightning and the whole place would burn <laughs> yeah. to the ground, right. you know, if I came to church. And, and, and I think that, you know, even, even though we repeatedly said that God's thoughts about him are love and blessing, his own thoughts about himself, he betrayed him and he ended up projecting his own thoughts on himself onto what the Lord might think about him. But that's, that's not it at all. Absolutely. No, and that's, I, I expect for every believer that in the back of your mind thought that how could I possibly be loved by a perfect God when I'm so imperfect? Yeah. And, and grasping that and realizing that he does in spite of <laughs> nothing that we've done, of course, but that 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 isn't who he is, and that's how he sees yeah. us, and that's a that's a lot of stretch for for a, <laughs> a average person thinking about their faith and their relationship. But yeah, well, and you think about you know the angel coming to a very average oh. girl, you know. Yeah, what, and, and the wonder and the amazement of how that came to pass, and what uh, Christ's birth, immaculate conception, all of that is like. Yeah. You know, confounds the wise, right? You can't logically, you can't think and rationalize through all that. You just, it is God's plan, and, and that's why it's so amazing. Well, it, it I mean, it, it contains it right in the text that she was kind of, oh, she was a little troubled. Uh, she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what to- sort of greeting this might be uh, because I, I think the idea potentially behind this is that that's not how Mary saw herself. That Mary didn't see herself as a favored one, you know, or as especially blessed. And and I think that even today, for most of us, we don't we don't have a tendency to live our lives as ones who are favored by God and blessed. And like you were saying, not based upon what we've done but because right. of what he's done for us. Exactly. And that's, there's, well, therein is the accepting that the gift that's been given is given freely mm-hmm. and that our response in faith is to, to believe in Christ and that he is the Son of God. And that kind of leads into the next section here. Absolutely. What you to talk about. I mean, if you think about peace is a result of receiving faith, um, believing God is God and what he has done for us gives us peace. We hear Mary's faithful response to God's message, let it be to me. 
Uh, we hear God's message, you know, on a regular basis. We hear it, you know, as we read God's word. We're hearing it on Sundays. We hear it. I know how passionate you are about music. We hear God's word, you know, just woven through, uh, you know, the lyrics of so many songs. And, you know, how are we responding to God and how is that giving us peace? It's, it's that um, transferring uh, our will or, or, or setting our will aside, looking to him and his will and his desire for how we would live our lives, how we would respond to others, how we would, and, and accepting his will uh, is how I see transferring the faith and the belief that I have into having peace about whatever it is the circumstances might be. Right. Sometimes those circumstances are very difficult, but knowing that he is not, uh, not too much for him and that it's not about what Jerry wants, it's not about what Jerry would do if, if I'm believing and I have given Lord the authority in this situation, then I can have peace knowing that he'll handle it regardless of how difficult it might be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about the opposite of peace being conflict and like my inner conflict often, you know, reveals itself as anxiety or fear. Um, and, and, and that's the opposite of peace. And I think, you know, that that's not what the Lord is giving. It, it's, you know, when, when the Lord is giving us, uh, well, Second Timothy 1, 1, 7 mm-hmm. is, you know, for the Lord has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and self-control. And, and, and so those are the things that God is giving. He's not giving us fear. Right. You know, he's not giving us anxiety um, because his thoughts about us are already thoughts of love and blessing. And, it, you know, and he wants to give peace. Yeah, being able to, for challenge for me is that knowing all of that and accepting it to be true. And then my humanness <laughs> and my, and my au- yeah. automatic response yeah. is, well, am I not supposed to be fearful right now? Is this not what a human reaction would be? But right. that's right. not what God has in mind for me. That's right. not, that's it, <laughs> it makes me think about, um, <clears throat> you know, Paul uh, talks about the, uh, the killing of the old Adam. Um, and, and yes. being raised up in yes. Christ. And I think it was Luther. It's easy in a Lutheran church to say, like, if you don't know who it is, it's probably Luther. <laughs> but uh, I think it was Luther who had said about, you know, the thing with that old Adam is, you know, you nail it to the cross, but, like, it's so rotten and so wretched of a, of a corpse that thing just slides off. And it's, <laughs> it's that daily of, like, nailing it back up on the cross. And, yeah, I, I completely hear you on, yeah, knowing it's true and... Living life like it's true, or it can be two different yeah. things. Yeah. Well, and then every day, you know, is is a new renewal of that. You know, the promise is there. It, it's there every day, right? But acknowledging that I know that I need that, I need to, I need to accept that. I need to wear that, so to speak, and yeah. be that. And I know I can't do this alone. Right. And, you know, there's no way I can do that on my own or from my own personal conviction or whatever. And and having that conversation and bringing that to your own consciousness and just accepting that in prayer and whatever, that's getting through the day, would, that's what makes it possible to be in peace or have peace about whatever it is. And so, I, yeah. 
I mean, here in these verses, you know, that, you know, unmistakably God's plan of salvation is right there. Um, and that he had, they had, he had a plan all, all, all worked out and she was a part of it. Um, but yes. that she was going to give birth to mm -hmm. the son of God and he's going to be called son of the most high. And he's going to uh, ascend to the throne of his father, David, and of his reign, there will be no end. And, and so there's this, there's this great, huge God's great, huge plan of salvation and he's going to do it. And ordinary teenage mm. Mary responds with faith in peace saying let it be to me and yes. to me that is both a faithful response to God's God's message of salvation as well as a peaceful response it uh, it, it, she, she's not overcome by the anxiety she's not overcome by all those what ifs I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, like, even oh. even just kind of getting ready for Christmas this year, or Thanksgiving, you know, too, just like, what if this happens, and what if that happens, and what if this happens? I mean, we were just talking about just special music for, know. you know, yeah. for, for Christmas and the Christmas Eve service and stuff like that, and we're like, well, what if this, and what if this? And all, that that's, that's kind of the opposite of the way Mary's responding with a... Just a faithful, peaceful, let it be to me. Yes. Letting me give over control to God and not try to handle this myself. And that's a daily, if not hourly, yeah. challenge for me. Absolutely. Uh, continuing to do that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Jerry, for you and for all of our listeners, and, uh, you know, let us say, peace be with you. And with you. Uh, we're going to roll in and wrap up our conversation with Jerry with um, a bit of Christmas fun. Uh, we're going to have, Nick is going to ask you, you're yeah. going to enter into the Christmas Blitz. The Christmas <laughs> Yes. All right. This is a little lightning round here, Jerry. We've got a All couple right. of questions for you. It's a this or that, okay? And so we want your first gut reaction. Yeah. And then if you have... If you have any stories or, or comments on them, we want to hear those too. Okay. Sure. So these are these are uh, yeah some Christmas this or that this or that, but yeah welcome to uh, the Christmas bullet. How are you feeling? I'm <laughs> I'm up for the challenge. Yeah, right. Right. Let's okay. do it. We already gave you the piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So first one in the Van Ort household, real tree or fake tree. Real tree. Always been real. When do you get your tree? Because that I've never gotten a real tree before. I hear that's like you have to get a little strategic about well, it. Well, it happens this evening, as a matter of fact. It's normally not. The tree is put up right after Thanksgiving. Normal. That's okay. a typical year. So okay. Yeah, it's a real tree. But, it, but there it, will not be an artificial. <laughs> well, we have small artificial trees. Sure. But they have a secondary position uh, <laughs> where they need to be located. Isn't it out on the? Out on the yeah, you get, to see, it. Yeah, you get to see it. I see it right from my yeah. right from my uh, my deck as I'm uh, as I'm grilling. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, hot cocoa or eggnog? Hot cocoa. I've never never acquired a real taste for and love for eggnog. Yeah. So there you go. But no, I love hot cocoa. I. Uh, I was in 
in other churches that I've served, I've, I've been known as the eggnog drinker, but I, I find myself in a, in a predicament as being lactose intolerant. So eggnog is already a challenging flavor for a lot of people, but when you get soy eggnog, boy, nothing comes That's in the Christmas season. Uh, Jerry, you are um, one of the... Um, most important people that we have involved in the music here at Word of Life. So I do have a couple of Christmas music questions for you. Um, Joy to the world or Silent Night? Oh, one could be cast out from the flock if I, I answer this wrong. <laughs> this is a tough question, man. Like, this is the question that yeah. almost got me fired last right. year. Welcome to the Christmas Blitz. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather sing Joy to the World. I love Silent Night. There, that yeah. was that's that was such a peaceful answer. <laughs> that was Fred Astaire tap yeah, dancing. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Bing Crosby or Frank Sinatra? Bing. Bing Crosby. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. White Christmas is yeah, amongst others, but yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And here's my last one for you. Okay. Ugly sweater or matching pajamas? Well, I have to tell the truth. Matching pajamas. I, uh, you know, wow. That, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. That's good. That's good. That's good. Well, Jerry, you're officially off the, the I'm officially Blitz. off. Hot seat. You survived. Right. You survived <laughs> the Christmas Blitz. How do you feel? I feel I've conquered. This, you know, what, what a day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks a ton for coming on to the Word Life podcast and for sharing with us some of your thoughts on on peace and uh, and Advent and Christmas. We just love having you on. And uh, for all of our listeners, don't hesitate to uh, invite Jerry over for a cup of uh, hot chocolate, not eggnog. And and wear matching pajamas. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) If you call ahead, maybe everybody will wear matching pajamas. Maybe they will. There we go. Well... Uh, Jerry, to you and yours, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas. And your families. <laughs>